we start one of these, it's just a train wreck. Yeah. Of, we have mess. no idea what we're doing. Yeah, we just kind of, oh, and we probably should introduce who our guest is today. Good. So, welcome anyway, back, everybody. Yeah, welcome back to the Jabs Podcast. John, Jamie, and Steve are here, and we're joined by our guest today, Steve Lemmy, who is a member of the Broken Lizard Comedy Group. Boom. You know him from Super Troopers, Beer Fest, and uh, currently Tacoma FD, which I looked this up, so I made sure I said it right. The new season premieres Thursday, September 16th. And uh, Steve, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. What's up? And look at this. I brought my fire department coffee. Wow. Great minds think alike. Great minds think alike. No, see, like I have I have all the different mugs. I've got the, the black mug, the white mug, the, the dark blue mug, the red mug. This one doesn't get enough love. The the one with like the frosty ceramic top. Well, uh, first off, I have one mug, which is bullshit. I have my own coffee with them and I get one mug. I bet I have more. I ha- I have like eight mugs and like forty bags of coffee. I'll make it a phone call tomorrow. So it'd be nice. I was gonna say somebody's somebody's a little bit higher on the food chain. Wow. Well, I, well, I mean, look at them. Yes, we got. I mean, yeah, I, I believe it. Okay. I don't have a deal with Medela though, so you know. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I got the I had the hookup when I came down. Got you guys the hookup. Yeah. Crew uh, uh, appreciated all that beer. Yeah. So uh, obviously. Um, Steve, you're on Tacoma FD. Stipe, uh, can we say that you're on the yeah, show? I, mean, I was in the trailer. Yeah, I was going to say you were in the trailer, so we can actually say that's the I show that you were on. So mm-hmm. uh, real quick, just how, how you guys met and how you got tied up with Tacoma FD. And- do you want to start or would you like me to start? Uh, I mean, I can tell it. You, you tell it from your perspective, and then <laughs> you went first. And then okay. I pretty much bulldogged yeah. my way onto the show. <laughs> I pretty much was like, hey, you're having me on the show. Good luck with that. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much like, okay. Sweet. That's Somebody said, "Yeah, the heavyweight UFC champion is uh, threatening your life if you don't put him on the show." So right, he's hired. Let's do it. Simple, right? Yeah. So I got married. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do everything, stupid. That's how you got your podcast. That's just true. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I I found out. I guess like I, I don't know what happened. There was like on Instagram or something. All I know, like I like uh, Gabe. And who plays Ike on Tacoma FD and Eugene, who plays Andy on Tacoma FD, are huge UFC fans. And Stipe is their favorite fighter. And they were just going fucking bananas. And and they like texted me. They were like, dude, uh, Stipe, this guy is a UFC heavyweight champ. He says he's a big fan of the show. He wants to be on the show. You got to get him on the show. And we had just wrapped the season. And so, uh, as a surprise, when we had we had an after show, you remember that Stipe talk yes. moment, Steve? Yep. and uh, we reached out to you and uh, and had you as a surprise guest on the after show when Gabe was the guest. And I felt bad for him because he was so geeked up when you popped up on the Zoom, <laughs> and uh, he was up in Canada with shitty internet service, and his face was he was like whoa. And then his face <laughs> and he couldn't even participate in the Zoom, and his face was just frozen in the corner. And and uh, you know we chatted for a while, but and then and then you and I started talking about possible ideas for an episode, and then Gabe and I started talking about ideas for an episode, and then you know, uh, and then Kevin and I settled on what the episode was going to be, and uh, and then you agreed to do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> we're not going to read the, the the real question is what level of professionalism did Stipe have on set? Mm. Uh, you know, like um, 
what you guys have going here right now, like talking about like kicking each other's ass and the size of your, your balls and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, that's kind of the way it is on our set. Uh, even with the girls, the girls were like, yeah, I've got big balls and I'll kick your ass. And, and, uh, it was kind of the reverse. Like Stipe showed up. First of all, he kept calling me, sir, yeah. which was, it, which was uncomfortable. Cause like, I was just like, uh, you know, I, I'm five, eight, he's six, four. And you know, the heavyweight champ. Was, I, was, was. I, got, I don't know if you saw last March, but some guy knocked me out. I did. I did. We had, uh, unfortunately, we had the whole cast here uh, <laughs> at my house for a big party. Well, I can never come back on the show again or any parties. These are, these are John's favorite stories when people talk about <laughs> this kind of not, stuff. Not That is not true at yeah, all. Yeah, Jamie, yeah. I You never, have an erection right now. I never, I never bring it up. Jamie, on the other hand, any opportunity he has to throw Steepy under the bus about his last fight, he takes it. Well, sorry for interrupting. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, listen, it's a uh, you know Steepy. Uh, we had chatted on the phone a bunch of times. We had emailed a bunch of times, and then you know, but but then he came and you know with COVID he had to quarantine, so we didn't actually meet until I think you came in the day before for like your your costume fitting. Yeah, the fitting. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, and then. You know, we chatted for like five minutes, but we were shooting and I was directing. So I had I had no no free time at all. And then you came in the next day. Again, Stipe keeps calling me sir and he's towering over me. It's just a little weird, you know. And uh, but then, you know, I have to say, like, uh, Stipe was very easy to direct. And he was, you know, super uh, professional in terms of I'm not even blowing smoke up your ass. Like he, he was like, whatever you need me to do. And I could tell he was a little nervous at first and because uh, we do a lot of improv and stuff, too. And so we actually sat down and talked about like acting technique and like different uh, philosophies of it. And we had lunch together, Stipe and I. It was great. It was, I was real candid. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we just talked about stuff and I could see Stipe opening up as we went on. And like, you know, look, my job is to get the, the performance. I'm not going to move on until i get it and i got it and you know you, you guys are gonna be surprised when uh when stipe acts in this thing i'm a, i'm gonna predict this right now sp nomination yeah yes i don't like that at all i don't like that at all i like that at all he was a lot you weren't blowing smoke up his ass right up until that last part yeah. now we're gonna have to hear about this for the next couple of months Most, whatever. for the rest of your life yeah. pretty much but yeah. better you, get have that you have to understand it from my point of view you know it's like i've just met steve and i don't know if he's like because uh, one of the more experienced guys on the crew is like um do you want to get a stunt some stunt guys. There's a scene where, you know, Steve, a rough some guys up. Weird. You want to get stunt doubles for those guys. I was like, nah, no, 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 that's okay. And they're like, well, you know that like professional fighters get very excited when, when they start to like get rough. And I was like, we're going to be okay. And the first uh, take where he was first take, bro, the first take, this is legit. The first time we're doing this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he hit one of the regulars uh, in the face. For <laughs> Jesus. The best part was there in the other room. Yeah, like doing another scene, and that because it's like combined, and I'm like, oh my god, I hit him! I'm sorry, and they're they're dying of laughter. They think it's the greatest thing ever happened. Like, <laughs> I was like, I feel so much better right now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you mentioned Steve. You mentioned uh, you guys improv on the show a lot, and so I, my question was gonna be, what's the balance between improv and the script? But then obviously, Stepe punching somebody in the face is his version of improv. So yeah, I mean, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah, no, well, it was funny because 
like what Stevie was saying, it's like we, we the camera was in another room because what it is is you're supposed to see him. He's kicking somebody's ass in the far background. And so he was in the, in the in the apparatus room and we're in the break room with the camera. And on the first take, he's supposed to hit the guy open hand and and the guy flies off screen and he, and he hits him. And, and from the other room, Stevie goes, oh, my God, I hit your guy. And he's looking into the room and we start laughing because we think it's a prank. <laughs> dude's laying on the ground bleeding well he was laying on the ground yeah and uh and, uh, and steve is going i'm not kidding i'm not kidding i, I hit him he's I, I really hit him I, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and he keeps apologizing and all of a sudden i see crew members in that room start crowding around i'm like oh shit here we go <laughs> but it was just uh his middle finger grazed against the guy's nose yeah but it was that strong and powerful stipe that it it, it knocked him down Switching my, I'm not gonna close my fist anymore. I'm just slapping. There you go. Yeah, that's the new striking technique. Slap that ass. Go with. <laughs> oh, okay. No, but we were talking about when uh, you know when I started out know, doing the first the the first day I was there, the first part, I was real nervous because I just didn't want to mess up. I was I was having fun, but everyone was so great. But also I wanted to be on point because you know you know I'm I, I, I want to make sure everything's right. And so we sat down for lunch, and the best thing he ever said to me was like, "Hey, listen." We do a scene, it takes two, three hours. Hey, guess what? The first one you might do might be the best. But guess what? We're still going to be here for two, three hours. So just improv, do what you got to do. And so after that, man, it, I was open floodgates. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Stipe had some, you know, I wish I could I could put footage up here. Like the uh, Stipe, we've got Stipe doing a, like an Irish jig on camera. <laughs> Do you remember that, Stipe? Yes. <laughs> I think all of us remember we've when he won in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, we've all seen When him. he won his fight in Cleveland, he danced around. Uh, no, that, that was, was my second. Apparently, you don't watch my fights. I thought fights. that was the one in Cleveland. No. Apparently, no. you don't watch well, my fights. That's all right. I sprained my you ankle at the Cleveland me. fight. Ugh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> my, my best friends, like, I'm, I would say 99% of my best friends have not watched Tacoma FD. Wait, what's like, that? Really? 99% of my friends have not watched my TV show. Why do you think that is? I think they're over it. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I, I wouldn't even surprised if they had it. A, a lot of them haven't seen super troopers too. I, like, but I know like, like some of my very best friends who I live with here in LA, like not just like the guys across the country back in New York who I haven't seen in a while, but like guys who I spend every weekend with, I still give them shit. I'm like, you know, it's actually a pretty good show. You should watch it sometime. We signed for another season. I don't know if you know that. So we're doing pretty good. I, I, like, I, I could cut somebody some slack with Tacoma FD, kind of new, whatever. But if somebody has not seen Super Troopers, that's blasphemy and fuck right. up. That's terrible. That's I don't know if you know this, uh, Steve, but that is still on heavy rotation at every fire department across America. Super Troopers. And pregame and pre-fight rituals. Yep. Yeah. No, good. I love that. In fact, uh, I remember, um, Stipe, you told me that you had uh, – I think I texted you before the fight. <laughs> no, well, it was, it was after. I was like, well, we just watched Super Troopers too. It was the fight before uh, uh, DC. Yeah. Uh, after that one, you and I texted. I texted to congratulate you. And you oh, said yeah. Had Super Troopers 2 on beforehand, which was cool. You know, it's like when we started, like, you know, back in, in 2001 when we made the first Super Troopers, that was, you know, the first movie. We sold it at Sundance. And we only ever wanted it to be on, on one movie screen. You know, that was, that was our dream at that point. It was, we made an independent film. We didn't have a distributor and uh, we sold it to 20th century Fox and they put it on, I think it was like, like 1800 screens. And, uh, but really it got a life on DVD and 
then it started like uh, we started finding out that like uh, in the military, like a lot of troops overseas were were watching that movie, and then our you know our movies after that, like Beer Fest and stuff. Mm-hmm. We had no idea that that was a possibility, and we would get you know fan letters that were like, "Thank you, you know, you got us through." The Gulf War, you know, thank you. you, you or not the Gulf War, that's 1991. So that's a lie. I believe you, it's okay. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got a, a thing right here. But like, and then, you know, we found out that a lot of, you know, obviously cops like super troopers and then, but, you know, a lot of first responders just, what they love is comedy. They need comedy to just to cut the tension. Yeah. And that was something we had no idea about. So it's, it's, and it's cool to hear that, you know, some of those things, some of those movies are still watched in, in the houses and stuff. Not to, so not to, I know you got Tacoma FD and probably other thing, other projects going on. So not to dwell on super troopers, but before, like when you guys were making that movie or writing it or, or whatever, was there a lot of research done into first responders into the life of a police officer, actual state troopers, anything like that? Or was it all off the cuff and you just accidentally nailed it? Uh, I'm going to say we accidentally nailed it. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, like, uh, there's a scene where, uh, where, uh, Thorny played by my friend, Jay Shander Sekar comes running in and he's like, Hey, we got a 1092. And like, that's when we were writing the movie, we were like, let's just fuck around with that stuff. Cause like we, nobody ever realizes what cops are saying when they're like, we got a, uh, you know, a 43 and, you know, and so like, I suppose now we would probably research what the different calls are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back then we were like, yeah, 1092. Like we had no idea what we were doing. We were just, we were just messing around. Yeah. And, uh, uh, with well, firefighters though, with Tacoma FD, we actually did a ton of research. Uh, Cause we didn't want to, you know, like uh, one thing that happened with uh, super troopers was we met a bunch of Vermont highway patrolmen, but like most um, policemen love the movie. But then when we went to Vermont, we thought we were going to be taken in with open arms and a lot of the highway <laughs> patrolmen there were like, fuck you guys. It <laughs> <laughs> went the other way. Yeah. Never going back to Vermont. <laughs> well, they were like, you know, for the longest time, we would sit there, We, you know, you'd have somebody pulled over and people would drive by and yell meow at you. Oh, oh my God, that's God. amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> and they were like, you totally undermined our authority with that movie and like made it fucking hard for us. Like people just kept throwing quotes at us. Nobody took us seriously. And we were like, oh God. We didn't see that coming either. Uh, you, you know, like uh, when when we were, the movie would be reviewed then, it would be about like, uh, you know, they would say like five bumbling highway patrolmen, you know, who were bad at their jobs. And we we realized that we didn't want, like we, you know, we respect first responders immensely and we didn't want them to be portrayed that way. We weren't going for like police academy. We, we wanted them to be taken seriously. And certainly when we started to make the show about firefighters, that was the, the first and foremost thing was like firefighters. There's no bumbling firefighters. Firefighters are prepared. They only start fucking around when the station is clean, when the station is prepped three times over, ready to go. And then when, when boredom sets in, right. Maybe not your station. Uh, no, no, not yeah. sometimes. It's, sometimes it's a little <laughs> bit earlier, but yeah, you're, you're a hundred percent right, man. And there's nothing worse. I can tell you as a fireman, uh, there is nothing worse than watching a show or a movie that is supposed to portray firemen, <clears throat> Chicago fire. That is complete and utter <laughs> bullshit. Um, where you can just pick apart. Like I can't even sit through five minutes of that show. Cause I'm like, this is all, it's all bullshit. And the um, worst part is right. when you're with someone that is not, that has no clue. They're like, is that really what happens? You're, you're like, you cannot like I, I cannot tell you they had a heart. I, I don't know if they're having a heart attack. You you, you don't know. I can't just acknowledge yeah. it, right? Let me just like if the EMS call. Like I saw a couple other things like like that. Like this person's having a uh, 
some crazy thing happened to him. I'm like, how would they can't know that? That's impossible. You can't just look at someone and just know it. You know, yeah. the magic of TV. It, it is. It is. Right. Well, luckily for us, we don't we don't do any of that stuff. Like, you know, if we're because we're a comedy, so we're never going to have anybody having the cardiac arrest. <laughs> like for us, it's like there's a dude who's OD'd on on some club drug, or like some dude is having an anxiety attack, or some dude you know, smoked too much pot, whatever it is. It's like, it's all the jokey stuff. Yeah. And like, uh, and, and also like what you'll see, what we do, if you pay attention to it, you might, you might not notice it's going on, but we always like, we show up at the scene and we take it seriously for one second. Yeah. Says, oh yeah. The guy, he's okay. He's going to be okay. And then we're like, and now we'll start fucking around. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like that little YouTuber, uh, Kevin's son, the, the YouTuber, little kid. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. Stuck in a hole and he kicks him. He's like, "What the?" You know, it's just like it, it's just watching that. It's just great. And he comes to the station and like, it's ghetto. Have you seen it? Oh no, you haven't, probably. Nah, I've seen clips of it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen. That's it. just a lie. Just say no. No, I've seen clips of it. Fucking mm-hmm. He's throwing you under the bus. That's fine. That's what I do. I've seen clips of it. That's about <laughs> it. That's the thing. It's like what you should do is be like, you know what, Stevie, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. But we know that that's impossible. It is. So I, I pray for that day. I pray for it. He really just wants to punch John in the face. 100%. Like, that's Stevie wants, wants to punch everybody in the face. When I, I felt bad when you uh, when you came out to shoot, you were with your, uh, was he like your strength trainer? Yeah, yeah little Bobby, yeah. Little Bobby. Well, they, 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 they like, real quick, you guys like, I was like, hey, is there anything he hangs out with? You're like, yeah. They can make a little trailer. He's sitting on his feet up, like working, doing his little homework. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, must be nice. He's like, I'm good. He's like, you guys give him dinner and lunch. He's like, like, what the hell's going on here? When you say a little trailer for Bobby, was like, it was like, like so little, I, I, yeah, like a, he, like had no, he, he had to use my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it wasn't like a huge one. It was like a, yeah. had a mirror, little couch. No, it was, it was good size, but like enough for him to do his work. You know, we were just like, a, Want to relax, but I mean, I want to like, uh, you know, I have a nice little trailer with like a bathroom and stuff, which I definitely dumped in multiple times. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Steve, and, and all you did was threaten to beat him up every time you guys were out <laughs> when you let him out of the trailer. You'd come out, you're like, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. That, that was pretty much the extent of the conversation. I'm like, don't embarrass me. I'll beat the shit out of you. He's like, that's fight week. That, that's this fight week. Yeah. I fire him like four or five times yeah. during fight week because he just says some off the wall stuff like you gotta stretch I'm like shut your face you're done get out of here you're off payroll it's always say payroll mm-hmm. he's just like you're an idiot yeah he just looks at me like i'm a dumbass <laughs> well the other funny thing was that like uh, a lot of guys what when, when you know word spread with the local fire department and oh, the, yeah. the highway patrol their station's a block away from where we shoot and all these guys just started showing up to, to meet stipe and i actually felt bad like you were shooting and so you get to walk away from them but i felt bad for for your trainer because pretty much every uh, first responder that came up to him and a lot of crew guys and some of our actors even would like be like, yeah, I'm into, uh, I do Muay Thai. And, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm into uh, crab God, you know, like, and, 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 and be like, you ever uh, like, you, you know, maybe we could work out together sometime. And, and, and he was like, yeah, okay, whatever guy. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's why we said, if you look at Bobby, you say it to him and be like, yeah, yeah, you know, hey, yeah, kid. Yeah. Kid, I, I'll figure something out for you, kid. I'll figure something out. That's what he does his go-to. He's like, this is a little finger, which is, means he's lying. He weighs his finger. He's, <laughs> lovely, he's lying. It took me four years to realize that that's his lie. That's his tell. When he tells you something, you're like, mm. I'm like, ah, oh, you're lying. You son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Like, I do like how you made these uh, mugs for lefties. I'm not a lefty, but. 
I know, but the, the logo is out here. Like you have to be a lefty to show the logo. By the way, this uh, your your coffee is all over Tacoma FD season three. I saw that. Yeah, I was. I talked to Jason. And he was like, "Dude, look at that!" I'm like, I know you're rocking, babe. He's like, ah, he's all excited. What's it in the trailer? Yeah. How oh, sweet. Steve is getting yelled at by his wife. Anytime we see him go to the uh, the watch, that means he's being texted by his wife. Steve, so you saw us you saw us busting Sorry. each other's okay. balls prior to starting the recording for the podcast. And I gotta imagine, so you came up with your broken lizard comedy group. So I gotta imagine that had to be fun. You talked about how you guys kind of bust each other's balls on set. So like what was it like when Super Troopers kind of broke and you guys started getting a little bit more notoriety and everything like that. And you were with all your friends. So what was that like? It was pretty fucking awesome. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I mean, we're friends from college and then, uh, you know, we made a movie. We, we raised about 150,000 bucks to make a movie before super troopers. And that didn't sell. And this is in the nineties when like independent film was the thing. What was that so, one called? Model cruiser. Oh, oh, God. he's looking it up. Don't listen to that bullshit. It's all, oh, that's still more than you, Steve. Hey, that's, that's what I was asking. Hey, I would like don't to worry, know. Steve. I've you. seen clips. <laughs> he's a professional. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really fucking kill you in a you go ahead, it. Steve. Love to hear your answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, uh, but yeah, so so we made you know, we made super troopers, we got the money from the first movie to make uh, super troopers. And it came out in the theater, like we saw it Sundance, it came out in the theaters and it did relatively well for a movie that, you know, has no stars in it or anything like that. I think it made $18 million at the box office and it got us a green light on our next movie. And so, but a few years went by and like, we didn't realize anything was happening, but DVDs were being passed around and, you know, it was on cable and stuff. But what we started to discover, I remember the first time it happened with the five of us, we're walking down Columbus Avenue or Amsterdam Avenue on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And a dude came running out of a bar and he was like, holy shit, you're the super troopers. We were like, yeah. And he was like, I'm the bartender. Get in here. You're drinking for free. And we were like, sweet. <laughs> and, oh. uh, and that was around like year three. It had been out for about three years at that point. And that was the first time we got recognized. And then like slowly it just started happening that like, especially when we're all together. And then in certain locations, like at sporting events, it would happen a lot. And then like, at, you know, rock concerts, any like kind of arena, anywhere where people like to have fun. That's, uh, you know, that's what would happen. And then, like I said, like a lot of military people started coming up to us and, and uh, it was cool because it was, we were like, you know, five best friends from college and we had done this thing, which was like, you know, when you're hanging out with your friends, just drinking beers and you're like, man, that's funny. We should turn this into a, a movie or something. Or, like people should film us. And this thing started happening. People started responding to it. And, you know, and then, you know, it kind of culminated when we made Beer Fest and we actually got to film a movie. We were just partying the entire time. And, uh, you know, and that did well. And then we made Super Troopers, too. And it's, you know, it's kind of it's kind of been a dream job to just get to work with my friends. Yeah, I remember uh, like I had Super Troopers on DVD. And like you said, it was probably a couple of years after it first came out because I remember it was like the very beginning of me being in college, I think is when uh, I started hearing about Super Troopers and then finally saw it. And then uh, Beer Fest came out at the back end of my college career. So it was like you were right in that wheelhouse of I was probably the target demographic for those kinds of movies. So, yeah, yeah, what? you went to Colgate, right? Yeah. 
I went to your rival college. Where'd you go? Crest. Oh, wow. That was... Did you like that? So bad. That was great. See you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, my oh, God. That By the way, um, Steve, uh, did you prepare that joke? I did. I was so excited. <laughs> but good. But it was good. terrible. I know it was. I know it was going to be terrible, but that's why I did it. If you, hey, Steve, if you need a writer for season four, oh, Steve is ready to Listen, go. I did good improv. I did some good improv. No, I, th- I just said I did. you had jokes for coming off the cuff. No, not jokes, but just improv. Oh, Stop. yeah. And now, Stipe, we have some great, there are some great improvs from Stipe. Yeah. I believe it. He's a fireman. Yeah, and it's, it's true. We Actually, balls. That's what funny we do. is that when I, with Eugene, uh, Mark, and uh, and Gabe, like, doing an episode with them and, you know, with, with Steve and Kevin, it was just so funny. It was, like, legit being at a fire station. It was just the humor and just the way they talked. Like, Mark was sitting right there, like, they're literally joking around, also, he farts. I'm like, am I in a station right now? Like, this is amazing. Like, I love this. Place. I mean, it was just, it was like being at the station, that just the humor and just the, you know, their, their mentality. It was great. Yeah. yeah well, it, it has to be, you know, it's like, uh, I've, I've worked on other people's comedy movies where everybody's so serious and so tense and people are yelling at each other. And you're like, how are you supposed to actually make a comedy here? Like people are supposed to be in good moods and joking around and, and laughing. So, you know, we try to set the tone and, uh, and, and make it fun. No, yeah, it was uh, honestly, it was just that was one thing about not even with people acting, but just even the people behind the scenes. Like they were just so, everyone was so nice and so helpful, and just they were great. You know, like the one girl, I felt you know how I am. I'm more so weird. One girl's like, "Hey, you, we're getting in Starbucks." I'm like, "Do you want a coffee?" I'm like, "No, I'll get it myself." She's like, "Sit down, I'll get your coffee." I'm like, "Okay, okay." I'm like, "Let's try a tea latte, cold." <laughs> like, like, I, I just felt weird. I didn't want. I didn't need someone to give me. Yeah, what was that one, you ordered? Chai tea latte. Mm-hmm. Cold. Iced. Mm. You always make fun of John's Because well, his is like a macchiato caramel bullshit with a side of skim milk, margarita, skinny thingy. I have no idea. That's, it's it's a lot of, lot of words. There's a lot going what, on. What was that? You just ordered that yourself. It sounded, they both sounded like the same drink to me. Thank you. That's, yes. It's, I, you, know, not, you know what? I think we're don't apologize. We're don't apologize for liking nice things. That's all I got to say. We're done with no. the <laughs> What I was going to say was, so I've heard a ton of times from Steve and Jamie about the firehouse and how they bust each other's balls when they're, you know, in the firehouse and they're, you know, trying to pass the time and, you know, trying to keep things light, you know, despite a very tense job when it can become very tense. So you said on set, you guys are busting balls. Like, did you, um, did you like go to any firehouses, check out any firefighters, like see kind of their interactions to like kind of get a vibe of like how you wanted the vibe of the show to be or... Did you guys kind of go off of what you're what you had heard, or how did that go? No, I mean, and, and it's funny because I said we we were very professional about this, but no, we uh, did the exact same thing we did for Super Troopers and did. <laughs> well, isn't is yeah, your two, own, for, two for two? Anyway, bro, who is it? Your brother, whose brother-in-law or someone's uh, a friend? Yeah. yeah. So cousin Bill, cousin, Kevin's That's cousin, right. yeah, is a firefighter in West Haven, Connecticut. He's a lieutenant, and. Uh, you know, he had always said you guys should do like I know you guys think cops are funny, but firefighters are funny. Like we're funnier. And oh, uh, no question. You know, and so like when we decided to to do this show, when we when we sold it to the network, we called him up and like and basically just interviewed him. You know, like what are and asked him a million questions. And you, you know, it's like and he just told us about the you know, the ins and outs of firefighter world, you know, he's like, there is a hierarchy and the guys respect the hierarchy and, you know, yeah, they're prepared, you know, like, but there's downtime. And so they do fuck around and like, he's like, we gamble on everything, you know, sometimes (laughs) and, uh, 
you know, he was he was like, we will gamble if it's raining outside, you know, and there's and there's water coming down the window. We'll, we'll bet which, you know, raindrop is going to make it to the bottom first. Like that's yep. how desperate we are for to find shit to do. And so, you know, we would, you know, we would take his firefighter, like he had a bunch of firefighter stories that then we would take and make them, you know, comedy versions. Like there's, I was talking about the kid who's tweaked out on drugs. Bill had a real story where he, like they had a guy who was messed up in a car accident. And like, I think his head was bleeding and his throat was bleeding. And the guy was on my PCP and Bill reached in to like help him out. And the guy broke his thumb. And, and then went to the, like the next finger and he was so big and strong. Bill had both hands and couldn't uh, release his grip. And the dude broke the next oh, Jesus. finger. And then like, I think he had to punch the guy in the face or something. What, but like, we were like, all right, what's the funny version of that? Like, what's yeah. <laughs> actually, that version is pretty funny yeah, actually, as somebody yeah. who didn't get his fingers broken. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. this is true. No, yeah, like, on the fire station, like you, you talk about like stories and stuff. It's so funny because I always tell people this: like you could leave a hundred hours on a table and it'll, it'll stay there forever. No one will ever touch it. Yeah. But you leave a piece of cake, bro. That thing will get slivered down to there's like just little, with the smallest slice of cake you'll see in your entire life. <laughs> people are just taking. Just, just oh, yeah. Little, yeah, but the, yeah. legit, the, there'll be a thousand dollars on the table. No one's gonna yep. touch it. It'll be dust on it. But there's like a piece of <laughs> leave a meatball sub in bro, the fridge without your name on it. Gone. Fucking gone. Within thirty yeah. seconds. I was gonna. That was a question. What's the what's the fridge situation like? You got to have your name on. You better have yeah, your name it's on not it. part of a community. No, no, no. no, no. By the way, I just wrote down sliver of cake. There you go. This is what happens. You know, like when we when we shot the pilot, we were in a real fire station, and everybody from the provies up to the chief had stories to tell us. And and that oh you know what so so to answer your question actually when we shot the pilot we shot for a week in a real station house and that was pretty eye opening because like. It was cool to get like the chief's perspective because he was like, he's like, you don't understand. I did all that bullshit for 20 years mm-hmm. and now I'm the chief. And now I have guys coming to me complaining about, you know, getting pranked too hard. And I've got to, you know, on the one hand, I've got to be like, Hey, you know, you guys can't like, you know, prank each other that hard. On the other hand, I've got to be like, don't be a fucking pussy. Like we all. And so it's like after the first season, we kept we met all these firefighters who were just downloading all these stories to us and it's like the the creative list gets longer and longer so that like i mean the, sh- the show honestly writes itself and that's like these things like sliver of cake are like a fun thing it's like could you imagine if we did an episode where granny's got a special cake and we just keep slicing little slivers of his <laughs> cake off him and he knows something's going on he's trying to catch you know that like that's tv it's like you can write te- a 10 minute little story about that you know yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it's funny. But with uh, with you and Kevin, is that where you guys met? Kevin's Farva. Okay. Uh, from uh, Super Did you guys meet in college? Is that where you guys met? Yeah, yeah. we met in college. We were, I was, um, he and Jay uh, were in a fraternity, and Eric and I went, you know, uh, so uh, Jay plays Thorny in Super Troopers, Kevin's Farva, and then Eric, who played Rabbit, and I were a year below those guys, and we joined the fraternity. Ooh, was there some crazy stuff happen? Like, did they make you do a crazy initiation, like a goat or something? Yeah, with us, like what they did, <laughs> like a goat. Uh, with us, it was a sheep, and oh, um, I'm just general about it. <laughs> and what they did was they, uh, it's like they walked a sheep. They had all of the pledges, the prospective pledges there on, on commitment night, 
sitting on the on the floor in the in the you know the, the foyer in the living room right and it's all like dark in there and everything and then one of the brothers walks through with the sheep and and passes the sheep through the room we're like okay and then another brother uh walks by with a basket of condoms and nice. <laughs> handing them out and take one take one take one and now you know guys were freaking out once we became a brother what well, we didn't you know you look behind the curtain they get the they rent the sheep from a farm they take it off the truck they walk him through the house and he comes around to the parking lot and gets back on the truck and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's awesome yeah our, our fraternity was mostly about i mean you know we had like a pledge period but it was really like we just parted yeah and that was pretty much it were you guys were you guys all theater majors or no no um which is by the way which is a really polite way of saying are are you guys all total pussies or like (laughs) (laughs) not what i meant but go ahead you can run with that that's the way it feels that's the way it feels uh no they have no theater uh major there at colgate they might now but back then they didn't um i think they had a theater minor uh i was a different kind of pussy i was a painting major i was an art major and uh the other guys you know kevin was a uh, i think he was a political science uh, and in fact, Steepy, I don't know if you know this, but he's a lawyer in two states. He passed the bar in two states. What? Holy shit. Farva's a lawyer, a lawyer in dude, two he's states. He's funny, dude. He, 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 dude he's, he, uh, he's funny. I love that guy. He was so funny. He's like, sure, yeah, when you come back, you better win that title, right? You're not going to lose, right? I'm like, Jesus, no pressure. I don't make me feel awkward right now. <laughs> he, he's just like, he didn't care. It was great. Well, it's kind of crazy, though. You guys are all in the same frat at a college. And I mean, you were an art major. Everyone's all over the place. And then you form this comedy troupe. Like, how did that come about? So like, you know, we, uh, I mean, you know, we smoked a lot of pot and, uh, right away. Okay. the, uh, we just liked to laugh. And now I wasn't friends with Kevin. We were in the same fraternity, but, um, this, like, uh, this, the short version is, is there was like a student theater group and the founder of it was going away for a semester abroad and he wanted to keep it going. And so he found a bunch of directors to direct shows for the uh, for for his theater group while he was gone, and he asked Jay to to do a show. And Jay and Kevin decided to do a comedy group, a sketch comedy group. And so I auditioned for the comedy group, and Kevin didn't like me very much at the time. And uh, but I auditioned for the group, and I was so fucking good that I got in. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so we did a sketch comedy show at Colgate. And it was, it was awesome. Like uh, it, the first night there were probably like 14 people there. And then the second night there were like 50 and then the third night was sold out. And then the four, fourth night we had extra seating and still had to turn people away. And it was just great. We realized we had something, you know? Yeah. And um, so, and then we became friends and, you know, cause that was like, uh, that was my junior year in college. And then uh, in New York city, uh, so Kevin and Jay graduated and then uh, I dropped out my senior year, which is fucking stupid, but uh, I think you're doing all right. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out. Right. <laughs> the good thing was uh, that, yeah. So then I joined Kevin and Jay and they were like, you want to do this show? You want, should we start the group up in New York? They're in New York city. And that's where I was from. So um, when I dropped out, I was, you know, my parents' house and I would sleep on the, on Jay and Kevin's couch. And we, you know, we put on our first show um, in the summer that summer after I dropped out and it did great. And then, uh, you know, we, it was cool. Cause like, uh, so we played in this, uh, it's funny. So like we were basically like, I think 
like an 11 person group and it was like nine guys and like two girls and we went around trying to find places to to let us perform and the only place that would take us was a, a gay cabaret club in the oh, in, john's in, probably been there in the west village well it's, listen this is a legendary place like woody allen uh was discovered there okay barbara streisand was discovered there and That's so there was a cabaret club and then upstairs was like was like a two drink minimum place and uh and so we started performing there and it was only like, I think it sat like 60 people. And the, the first night they gave us like three Mondays uh, that in June it was either Mondays or Wednesdays, but not, a, I think it was Mondays cause it was not a good night. And the first night we, we sold it out with all of our recently graduated college friends and they drank that place out of every <laughs> And at, at the end of the night, like this was the entire place was covered with empty beer bottles and the waiters were sweating and they had made so much money that the club uh, said, uh, okay, you know what? We're going to um, give you um, Mondays and Saturday nights. Oh, badass. And so then we did a Saturday night show. The same thing happened, sold them out of beer. And, uh, and then they said, we'd like to extend you for the summer after that show. And then after the next show and the same thing happened, they gave us a two year uh, contract. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, it was, uh, we realized we, we started to understand the way things work. You get, you know, butts and seats and, and they make money. Then you, you get another, you get to do another show. Uh, so, but it, but it, you know, it, it was, it was a blast. It was, uh, I, I miss those days so much. Uh, so born, I'm sorry, no good, no good, uh, no born and raised in New York. Is that what you yeah, yeah, born and raised. Okay, uh, and now you're out in L.A.? Yeah. How long have you been out in L.A. for? Uh, since 2004, when uh, when Club Dread bombed at the box office. Oh, shit. Uh, when Super Troopers was a success, we were like, yeah, I'd never have to leave New York. And then Club Dread bombed at the box office, and we are like, all right, we got to move to L.A. <laughs> so came out here and, uh, and have not looked back. Okay. Well, how'd you guys come up with the name Broken Lizard? Um, yeah, I wish there was a great story. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's one of the questions we get asked the most. The truth is we had like, uh, as, as, you know, as dumb guys will do, we had like an elaborate 48 hour naming session where everybody put like 20 names in a hat and we had like, you know, 150 names or whatever. And, uh, we had like a big NCAA uh, basketball tournament style <laughs> tournament to see which was gonna win and we finally settled on uh i think it was a uh, chocolate speedo was oh, the name. count me in count me in yeah and uh and then at the very last second jay was getting the 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 programs the flyers made up and he just i guess he chickened out and he was just like ah broken lizard like he literally <laughs> <blew it. laughs> That's that's right. Hey, it took us what four years to come up with a podcast name, and all we did was pick a form of a punch, basically. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just awkward buddies. That's but, true. I mean, but yeah, I mean, we you, spent, you saw the name at five thirty in the morning. I was running on the treadmill. It was like clear. You Texas at five thirty in the morning. I was pissed. Sorry, I had to say it. Had to, how, had to, how long have you guys known each other? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, well, Jamie, we've worked together at the station before. He left to become a chief. Probably what. 10, 12 years? Uh, yeah, 10, 11, 10, 11, something like that. 10, 11 yeah. years. And then John here, I've known probably, what, seven or eight? I, probably, I don't Maybe know, long, man. Uh, well, well, he was actually my wife's friend, and then we met, and we now we're better friends, and then he's with my wife. That's true. So, and well, plus he just uses me when, for things. No, when did, uh, 
It would have been a couple of years before you fought Arlovsky. So how long yeah, ago was that? I think it was like probably like eight years. That's probably yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, yeah, well, we talked about this a quick story version of how this all came about. We were going to the World Series with Cleveland Indians for the Chicago Cubs driving to Chicago. And I came up like, hey guys, we should do a podcast. Cause we were just, we literally drove for five and a half hours and we did not stop talking. We just talked back and forth. There's no like dead periods. I'm like, man, we should do this be be a great idea. And here we are, four years later. It took us four years. Yeah. We're slow movers. Yeah, it took yeah. four years to get I bought I legit bought the stuff like the week after we talked about this, and it sat in a box for like four years. <laughs> but it's great stuff. And Wait, you bought podcast equipment? Yeah, I have all the podcast equipment for four years it sat there. And finally, after one of my fights, I look at my wife. I'm like, I'm doing, I'm doing a fucking podcast. I don't care anymore. She's like, do what you want. And then my new management team I work with, they're like, the first thing they said to me was like, hey, great to meet you. I think you started a podcast. I was like, God. And it was legit like the next day when I told after I told my wife I wanted to start a podcast. So it was just great. It was just great kind of timing. Just, ah, I'm so excited. Sure, yeah. sure. We're going to fire John. Okay, yeah. And then Stipe is going to fire me. So those will be a shakeup. It's fine. Yeah. John's always, John's always on the cusp. It just I, depends how, how short his shorts like are. Seven times. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It depends how short his shorts are. It depends if he's being the diva. I know if he shows up on time sometimes. Like sometimes he doesn't show up. I mean, it's, I actually almost forgot we were recording tonight. <laughs> you text me about it. I, I, I know yesterday. And then I, well, you I, this morning. I don't see, Bro, I, don't even I get punched in the face. I should forget I, way more than yeah, you. Yeah, I know. It's so. not good. I got home and I was like, I'm like, I think I'm supposed to do something tonight. And I was like, oh shit, I got to make sure I go to this. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's bad. I got to put reminders in my phone all the time. Well, I pray for that. I don't do it with my daughter. And she's at school, you know, I'm like, what am I going to do? Oh shit, I pick up my daughter. You know? Yeah, I guarantee you that'll <laughs> happen in your, at one point in your life, you'll forget to pick up nope, your daughter. No, nope, because so? I have to call the general upstairs. That oh, that's right. Destroy me. <laughs> she's so. giving you an agenda. <laughs> yeah. We've seen that list. So, yes, we all seen it. So Steve, when you guys are coming up with projects and things that you guys want to create and work on, like, how do you figure out who is going to play what role or do you kind of like write roles for yourselves or is it a collab? I'm sure it's a collaborative process, but like, how do you decide that Kevin gets to become Farva and you become Mac and how does that happen? Or. Um, So like, uh, you know, it depends. Each project is different with. uh, So so we made this movie puddle cruiser before super troopers. And in that, like I play the romantic lead and it's, you know, we weren't good enough writers back then to realize that you really have to, if you're going to make it a romantic thing, you have to make that storyline super funny. Plus I wasn't like a good actor either. So like uh, it was just kind of uh, boring to do the love stuff. And like, you know, I mean, look, it was great. You get to, you know, a free make out and all that, you know, a few. and, uh, and, uh, but then it's like, you know, all the other guys are getting, you're watching the movie, they're getting the laughs and then, <clears throat> you come on screen with the girl and everybody settles down like oh, a love story again and uh so you know when we we're making super troopers I, I was like i don't want to do that again i want to do the fun stuff i want i want to be the crazy guy and then but we all decided to read all the parts and so like a few of the other guys read for the role of farva and then kevin went like we just kept reading through the script and then kevin went i was supposed to go after kevin to read Farva, but once he read it, I was like, oh, there's no point. There's no point. <laughs> You're literally Farva. Yeah. This, this guy was made for this. You want to lead your cola. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, I know I said he's a lawyer in real life, but he's also like thick like that in real life, like stubborn 
and like blockheaded and, you know, uh, obtuse, you know, like just there are times where you're like, you just want to, I was watching footage today from episode 12 of the show and I like, he's being so annoying and you can see that I'm getting irritated on camera. Like this is with the real life, Kevin, he's just like being disruptive and, and thick headed and you know, anyway. So sometimes you're just born into a, a role like that, but then, you know, we'll, we'll try to like, you know, I think for the next movie club dread, then we made Kevin the romantic lead and you know, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> like we were trying to mix things up and they were like, you know what, let's just go back. Let's do things and do like what our sweet spot is. And so, you know, I think with, you know, with Tacoma FD, we just realized that Kevin and I just have a good, you know, butting heads relationship like you guys. Oh, I totally. Yeah, yeah. Which is good because every fire department has that like very, every, literally every fire department has the butting heads personalities where, you know, the guys will put their lives on the line for each other. But when you go back to the station, they want to fucking murder each other. So. Yeah. Right. Well, it's a family. Yep. yep. Exactly. Well, the one thing, the one thing when I came there to see where you you told me how the guys do your, like the scenes or, or the episodes I'm going to say is that not, it's not that one guy writes all the episodes. It's like him, Kevin, and then I think another guy, you have like three or four way you guys like I'll write a different episode. Oh, well we have like, uh, I think we have like nine writers. Oh, and really? then, uh, <laughs> so like the way it goes, like we, like Kevin and I, we have the list, the big creative list. And so we'll go in on the first day of the writer's room with all these ideas and, you know, we've kind of, we've started to map out what the episodes are like a plot, potential B plot. And then a few, you know, in a few cases, we don't have a B plot. And uh, in some cases it's like, they don't, the A plot and the B plot don't really match, but we have a bunch of ideas. And then we just start riffing on them with, with the writers and just like literally just throwing out, this is, this is what we do. It's like your hangout, you know, when you're hanging out with your friends and you're having beers and you know, you're just, telling jokes and that's what's going on. We're laughing, riffing. I'm like, Oh my God, what if that was the situation? You know, like, Holy shit, the sliver of cake. That's hysterical. Like, Oh, you know, and this could happen, this could happen. And then, you know, each thing just slowly starts to take place. And then eventually, you know, we outline it and then we start to assign the episodes to writers and each writer will get like one or two episodes to write. And then, you know, Kevin and I will write episodes too. And then, but we're the, our job is to, do the rewrites on all the scripts. So like, you know, we, we give notes and have all the writers redo their scripts and do extra drafts and stuff. And then once they're in place, then Kevin and I go through and we, we polish and rewrite all the scripts and get it exactly to our liking. Um, Cause you know, sometimes writers just, they get attached to things or, you know, maybe yeah. we might feel like uh, things need to be punched up with jokes and, uh, and also their contract runs out. Like they only have a, a certain amount of weeks that they get paid and then they're done. So I was I was just going to ask that I can geek out on that side of things for for days like the the writing side. Um, when you guys have a show like this, do you bring in? Do you get to choose the writers that you bring in, or do you does somebody else make that decision for you, and you have to go in and try to work with these people? Um, it's you know we we have a bunch of of writers that we've worked with, um, but you know like assembling a writers room. You know before we made the TV show, we had only ever really written with Broken Lizard, and so I mean we we done individual projects. And then Kevin and I had done a, a shit ton of movie and TV uh, projects together, but this was the first thing that had gotten a green light to series. And so um, they said, okay, hire, it's time to hire, you know, a staff, pretty good staff. And so the first thing we did was 
we hired a couple of writers who had been showrunners. So I don't know if you know, like like showrunners, like like when, whenever you see a TV show, there's somebody called a showrunner who is the the top. They're they're higher than a writer basically, and what their job is is to deliver that show from day one all the way to the end. From you know, and they oversee, <clears throat> and as the showrunner, they oversee creatively, and then they oversee oversee like the technical stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's funny you say because John was a fluffer. Is that is that kind of like you're saying in, in porn? It's, it's kind of like an intellectual fluffer. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I'll take the intellectual part. You know, you're just a like, no, intellectual. Let's focus on that. With your short shorts. But it's like it's like a fluffer and the porn star and the cleanup person. Oh. At the end. He's a fluffer and the cleanup. See, Jamie's Jamie's a cleanup guy. <laughs> I'll be the cleanup guy. <laughs> he looks like Mr. Clean, so it works. <laughs> We're veering off track. Yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah, we are. Anyway, yeah, it's so, so bad. Oh, no, it's, it's about a little... A little caveat to what you're talking about, Steve. Like, what's the start to finish time on a on an episode? You guys like shoot it in a week and then you move on to the next episode, or how how long does it take? So it's like, uh, I mean, it's 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 not that clear. The, the answer is not totally clear because it's like, yeah, we shoot it for a one week, you know, like so an episode we shoot in four and a half days. We shoot two episodes every nine days, and then we have a day off. Uh, and the day off for us is like to start planning the next shoot. Um, and so, but, you know, writing an episode takes, you know, a few, a couple months and then editing the episodes. Like basically it's, thir- it's like uh, 13 months from start to finish. So like, uh, you know, I think we started in September the last year. of last year and we're going to wrap post-production in October. So like the series will start running and we'll still be, finishing up episodes 11, 12, and 13, it, uh, editing and, and sound mixing and stuff. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's kind of a fluid process, but like the writing is the first part. Yeah. And then, you know, we typically we start shooting and we still have some rewrites on, on like 11, 12, and 13. And then, you know, and we're doing those while we're shooting the first few episodes. And then we get through our 13 episodes shooting. And that's the next, that's the next stage. And then we go into uh into post-production, which is the editing and the mixing and all that stuff. Okay. So it's a long process. So real quick, um, what episode am I? You are episode four. So uh, if you, uh, I guess the date. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> right. I know, but we need to, you know, that's kind of like um, shooting your load right off the bat, Stipe. Well, you know? I mean, I, I think you should. That's what I do. That's how I got my wife pregnant. <laughs> Twice. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we wanted to build up to you, Stipe. Thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate that. Listen, though, you know, we talk about you being the champ. So I don't know how you're going to become the champ again by October, but you got to do it. I got you. We'll figure it out. Okay. Always will. So I'm looking at... No pressure, though. Thank you. What are you doing, John? I'm looking at IMDb to see if your episode's posted on what day it would come No, when, No, what, what the date would be. I don't know if that... Well, it'd be... It's, what it's four 25th. Thursdays after the 16th. Let's see. Uh, October, three Thursdays. It'll be, it'll be a 16th. October, October 8th? October, October 8th? October 7th. October 7th. 7th, 6th. One of the two. This is my favorite part of the podcast. Oh, That's when, when the Jabs podcast yeah. does math. Listen, do I was math right one day off. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, we were trying to do math last night. You know why? Because I went to 31st. It was only 30 days in September. Son of a bitch. God. As far as the modern calendar goes, we're not experts either. So. Yes. Oh, by the way, too, you, you were talking about 
you know, your your degree in college, you said Kevin's going for political science, this and that. John's got a degree in sheep. Oh, he did. He did. That's why. <laughs> I don't. Uh, did he get a? Here you go, Steve. Here you'll like this one with your crest joke. Did he get a a BA? Now think about it. Uh, I got it. <laughs> that see, was great. See, <laughs> see that was great. he's it's on a whole different level. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, yeah. I can't make it funny, but oh, Steve what? comes on. Huh, you Steve's make so funny. you make a funny, but man, it's just a different level. Oh, why? Because he was in Super Troopers? Yes. Yeah, you're 100% right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, come on, Stipe. Your crest joke I've heard a million times. B.A., to come up with that, you know, degree in sheep and me do the bath. I mean, come on, that's pretty good. That's we a good connection. A it's, got a good connection. A it's a second level. There's mm-hmm. a second level, too. Yeah. So, uh, I was, I'm, I'm happy to throw it up in the air, and he just took it. Mm-hmm. He's no, I'll tell you what, though. We, had, we have some great guest stars this, this year, like, uh, you know, Dave Keckner. Uh Keckner, he's in like uh, Anchorman. He plays a champ. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. yeah. 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 I, I saw you guys post that. Yeah. 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 Whammy. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So yeah. That dude came in his improv, not to take away from, from Stipe's improv, but like no. you get lost. Like this guy will just start talking and just go. And he'll go and he'll go until, you know, I was directing that episode too. And I, I, I would just let him talk, and eventually he'd be like, "Do, do you have it?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, for sure." I'm just, I'm not going to call cut though. <laughs> you know, like, you're uh, that was like some next level stuff. Uh, what I think of when I think of Keckner is his. Uh, he has like a monologue in out cold, in the movie Out Cold, where it's like a, it's a snowboarding movie. I think Zach Galifianakis is in it, and okay. he's talking about the presidents and like he's like, and then FDR came through with the New Deal or whatever he says, and he goes, he talks. For, it's like at the very end of the movie, like after the credits. And it's like this two minute monologue and it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, but there's an art to the improv that obviously you guys like have experience doing that is not easy by any means. It's not. And, um, and it's a gift. And like some of those guys, like Kevin and I are not, you know, or I'm not even Kevin's great at it. And, you know, like, uh, you know, the guys that Stipe acted with are awesome at it. And, uh, and then you've got these guys who come in, like, you know, who have been in the biggest movies, the biggest comedy movies, and they're just, everything they say is phenomenal. You know, it's like an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> the one day, the one, you guys are doing the one scene, I'm not going to say what it was, but with you and Kevin, and you guys are just going back and forth and just saying stuff. And I'm like, I'm doing whatever I can to hold it in. I'm like, this is absolutely amazing. Like, this is the funniest show I've ever seen. Like, just, it was so nonchalant. And it looked, it legit looked like you're just sitting there at the table talking. Like, just the stuff you're saying, I was, I was really about to cry. Like, it was so funny. I'm, I'll show you guys the episode after we're done here. But I was like, uh, it was, uh, oh, it was amazing. Just, it was such a great experience. And just, oh, man. How, how hard is it for you not to break character? Or have you come up with like a way to like force yourself to not laugh? You know, it, there are times where you just can't help it. And uh, and just because something is, is, you know, like I I was watching footage of, uh, you know, so, so Stipe acted with Gabe uh, Hogan, who plays Ike Crystal. And it's like that dude, it's amazing because he's like, you know, he's 6'4", great looking guy, you know, ripped. Thank you. Thank you. And it's oh, like, Gabe, Gabe, sorry, sorry. By the way, let me just say something about Stipe. Here's what, you know, when I, I noticed from like watching <laughs> footage, I had forgotten about this, but like Stipe talks about his hair a lot. Like, he, you yeah. know, he'll, come and he'll be like, my hair game is on point today. 
Did, did he do that with you guys? Oh, I've heard time. him say that before. Yes. Yes. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. Welcome. Like, and, and you know, honestly, the night, the night that, uh, you know, we all gathered here to watch you fight Stipe, we were like, we were all marveling at your hair, your, your pre fight hair. Yes. Oh, with the hat, it was sticking like straight. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing was, you know, it was like, you know. Intimidation factor. It didn't work, but it was for intimidation factor. Yeah, he didn't care. He didn't care. He did not. He (laughs) didn't care at all. He, he, in fact, I think it angered him. He probably did. I'm not going to lie. He probably just a little bit. Uh, But uh, but anyway, like I I was watching this footage with the scene with Gabe and it's like, it's like sometimes the dude locks in on something and it's just like, I couldn't stop laughing. I was crying. Every time he opened his mouth, I would fucking lose my shit. And it just happens. You know, it's like, and it happens for everybody. And it's great when it does, you know? Yeah. It's, you need that. You know, like you need that levity. And it's, it's, it reminds you also like why you're doing what you do. You know, it's like, it's not just a job and you're not just working. Like the whole point of life is to enjoy life. So it's like, let's have fun while we're, while we're doing this stuff. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it's crazy with Gabe too. He's, you know, like you wouldn't know this, but he actually has Tourette's, which you would never know. And then I was like, he actually told me about it. I had no idea. He actually had, you know, Tourette's, blah, blah, blah. And I, of course, me being a dick, I'm like, I'm like, well, fuck shit, cock balls. He's like, yes, exactly. Like, I just didn't know. Like, I just, you know, just because that's who I am. And he laughed, you know, and I was like, oh, he's like, but him doing the acting and everything, that actually has, like, really calmed it down. And then, you know, I know it's a little bit, but I mean, he, 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 the shit he says, I'm like, what did you come up with it? Like you said, like, I, it's so hard not to like, like I'm, the, I'm sitting there with, with, with Mark and we're in the back watching it and they're him and Eugene and like, when Candace was there, but they're, they're just going at it and talking smack. And I'm, and me and him are like, like crying, but holding it in with all our mites. Cause like, just the, just the, coming out of the mouth is amazing. It's just, it's so funny. Yeah. And then you smacked him across the face. Yes. It was terrible that's probably that's probably a good sign though too when your co-stars and stuff are trying to hold back laughter or trying to keep a straight face it's like all right we're probably on to something if we're gonna sit here and about to lose it i got to imagine somebody at home watching is probably about to laugh their ass off too when they see it oh yeah no i mean it's like uh there's that's the funny thing one of the, the fun parts about making comedy is like the crew is trying to hold it and sometimes you can see that you're onto something uh and it's awesome like when you know the director calls cut and then the whole crew busts out laughing uh it does suck when you do a scene and they call cut and nobody laughs yeah, <laughs> yeah. coffee <laughs> yeah. and that have happens you know? have you and like like i've never seen anyone i'm seeing with it for three days i was there no one get like really mad, i think one ounce of mad but have you guys ever like got into it again like kind of like arguing match like I'm, I'm unseen, like you're like, yeah, listen, that's just stupid. Why would you know? And just going back and forth, and Kevin whatever. and me, or like, yeah, uh, yeah, Kevin and you, or just in general, just anyone. You don't say any names, but no, I mean, you know, it's like, no, you know, like we, we, I think something we realized, especially working with five guys, um, you know, I mean, when when you're making a movie with five guys, like everybody's got an opinion, and we're all we can all be pretty hard headed, and like everybody's got a different sense of humor, and so like. And especially when, you know, the way we came up, we didn't have much money making the movies. Like, you know, Puddle Cruiser and Super Troopers and Club Dread were all super tight budgets. And so you had like two takes for everything. And, you know, it's like you would just argue about all this stuff. When Kevin and I started making this TV show, we realized that it's like for 13 episodes, you're essentially making like four movies worth of material. And 
in the writing of every episode, we have disagreements. In the shooting of every episode, we have disagreements. In the editing of every episode, we have disagreements. And it's like, you know, when we're writing now, we're just like, it's not worth it to argue. And so it's like, and we know this now, like we've matured. So like, uh, we're, and we're never trying to win a fight for the sake of winning it. Like we realize the whole thing is to just make a good, uh, you know, show. And so when we're writing, we're like, all right, let's just put this in the script and we'll shoot it both ways. And then when we're shooting, we're like, let's just shoot it both ways and we'll decide while we're editing. And then it's like, when, then when we're editing is kind of the final stage. And there are people around their editors and, you know, we can show people uh, and they'll be like, oh, that's the funnier thing. And you're like, okay. And it's like, and, and if something, if your thing was the funnier one, don't be a dick about it. And you know, and also not with me, I would definitely be the dick about it. <laughs> My shit was so much better. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because it's like, you know, in the movies we used to have this like we'd do test screenings and there'd be certain jokes. And if one guy's like, I think it's funny, and another guy's like, I don't think it's funny, then what you do is you keep it in and you test it in front of a live audience. And you know, you screen it for an audience. And then it's like it's nerve-wracking because you know your joke is coming up. And then like, and if your joke does well and gets the laugh like because we're all sitting in a, a row next to each other it's like you'll 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 lean out <laughs> and, and you know sit back but even if you lose if your if your thing sucks you'll still like you know the guy's looking at you and you're like you know you acknowledge it and it's just you know it's the way it is so kevin and i we don't really fight you know but your his kids do pants you though on thanksgiving dude <laughs> I told that, that was the last time honestly that was the last time that I didn't I used to go commando and uh I had forgotten a belt and yeah his 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 daughters pulled my pants down <laughs> I, was cra- I was cradling my newborn baby and his daughter pulled my pants down I was standing in front of the TV watching football cradling my baby and they pulled my fucking pants down oh my and this God. was at Thanksgiving at Thanksgiving and Heffernan was basically passed out from Turkey and, and booze. And he was just like kind of laughing at me. And I was like, is there no fucking discipline? This is why the kids are <laughs> oh I had to block my dick with my baby. And stuff <laughs> on, on that note, I feel like we have that's to. It. That's, that's it. Where we gotta, that's we it. Cut it right there. Yes. That's the best way we could have ended yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, Dave. Steve, uh, thank you so much for coming yeah. on, man. Taking thank some you. time out for us. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, we're trying to go with some other subjects, but I was I was so like involved with that, like just asking questions about everything and just that was awesome. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, no, no, my pleasure. Awesome. My pleasure. So uh, uh, everybody, make sure you check out Tacoma FD on September 16th. It's at 10 p.m., right? Is when it's on? 10 p.m. Eastern on time. 10 p.m. Eastern and Western time, you know, depending where you are. Yeah, there you go. So uh September 16th. Tacoma FD season three premiere. Uh, make sure you uh, check it out. Steepy will be in episode four, which according to Jab's podcast math is October 7th. <laughs> we think we're right. Yeah. So we'll go with October 7th. But uh, Steve, let everybody know where they can find you on any social media or anything. Uh, maybe the uh, comedy group website or anything like that. Twitter, I'm at Steve Lemmy. And then uh, uh, Instagram, I'm Steve underscore Lemmy. Um, let's see what else. Oh, seasons one and two of Tacoma FD are on HBO Max. If yeah. uh, anybody have HBO Max, yeah. there we go. I do too. I can watch. Unfortunately, it. I know I bought it one time for a free week trial to get a movie. You got it. I stuff. just I never took it off. Oh. But HBO, Max is good. HBO Max is good. 
Yeah, yeah, oh, it yeah. is. And I, my wife has noticed, so I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> but you could probably afford to keep HBO Max, Stipe. I'm very frugal. He is a very frugal man, <laughs> but I'm going to need those login credentials. So I can yeah, I say you will. My daughter's lucky I don't use her diaper again. So, on, but good luck with that. <laughs> so thanks for coming on, Steve. Uh, we'll give the old run through of hard stuff. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, uh, we got an email in a while. The way. period jabs period podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube. Just search jabs podcast, uh, like subscribe and click the bell for post notifications. You can find Stipe on all social media platforms at Stipe Miocic. You can mm. find Jamie at Mekalek, M-E-K-A-L-E-K. You can find me at JP Chewbacca. It's like Chewbacca about the CA and uh, make sure you find us on Instagram and Twitter at jabs podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Steve, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Great talking to you. And uh, we hate we hate Rick Russo. Yeah. Yeah. We do. I mean, just, uh, real quick, if you, if you need a stunt guy or something like that, I'm here. Don't forget about me, okay? Like another episode or a movie. I'm, listen, you know, I'm here. You're the guy. Listen, how could we refuse? How could we refuse you? I'll come on there. I'll start cracking skulls. He'll actually hit people. Right Lost Francis is in there. I'll be good. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> on that note, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Steve.